This is a podcast about answering one question. Are you on a journey that matters enough to you? To answer this question, you're going to need to dive right into your middles. I'm obsessed with middles. I've come to think that middles deserve another look. To ensure that you are on a journey that matters enough to you, buckle into that middle seat and let's go on this adventure together. Hashtag welcome aboard. Hey friends, how we doing? How are we doing? Welcome to the very last episode of season one. Can you believe it? We made it through season one. I'm going to do a little solo casting. I've been wanting to do this all season and due to my own middles, I have not gotten to that. So thank you. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for being patient. Let's, let's get this solo cast thing running. For me, it's been an absolute privilege to record all of your journeys, really. Like our guest journeys have been so vulnerable. They've been so personal. And I've learned so much. It's truly a privilege to be on the journey with you to listeners and to guests. And it's been fascinating for me to hear where they've been. Some some of these folks I've known for quite a long time and some of these folks I haven't known. It's been interesting to hear where they are on their journey and where they're going on their journey. And uh, all guests, clearly, that I've heard and listened to, they're all on a quest for journeys that matter and matter enough, not just for journeys that matter, right? And that's been uh, really a highlight to learn from for me. Um, I'll let you know at the end what season two entails and how we're going to mix it up and do some things. But this is a first run for us. And I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for your support because we've really given it a go here. And I think brought on some people that have so much wisdom to share um, and so much vulnerability to share. So there's that. I'll leave that at that. Um, what made me think, what I've been thinking about with just what I've wanted to share in all of this is, well, number one, my own middle journey that's been a big part of 2020. Uh, and then basically like the favorite question that I've asked guests and the responses to that question. And the responses to that particular question have led me to two very, I think, important questions that we need. We would be better off asking ourselves when we're in our own middles. And then uh, I'm calling it a diagnostic tool for right now, um, but something that you can use and that I use to identify, ah, that's it. I am in a middle. I know I'm in one uh, because I can check these boxes. And so that's what I wanted to share uh, with everyone today. I'll start with part of my own middle journey because it's very relevant and timely. Um, tomorrow is a big day for me and for our family. We have been on the journey of fertility for, geez, all of 2019 and all of this year. We've gone the IVF route and Tomorrow is actually the day that we're going to deliver our baby. Like, what? Like, I never thought a doctor would ever ask me, hey, so when do you, what date do you want for your birthday? And that's not exactly how it went, went down, but um, I definitely will be induced. And tomorrow is the day. How do you prep for that, right? Like, how do I feel ready for that? I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I kind of do. Like, a part of me feels like I've been ready for this journey for gosh, 20 years. Uh, and part of me feels like I have been ready for it for one minute, you know, since I pressed record on this podcast. So yeah, this is the big journey uh, that we've been on and I've been on. And uh, I have to say the only reason I'm sharing it is because 
I think it's a middle that's relatable to a lot of listeners. Um, and two, this was a middle for me and still is that was really unexpected. And, you know, given data points, you might think differently, right? Like if I went back into the science and did the number of AIDS and the, the age and all these things, sure. But really it was unexpected for me. It was definitely unwanted for me. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, be on an IVF journey or a fertility journey, really. I just thought this would just be a natural deal, right? But here we are, you know, here we were in 2019 banking eggs and now in 2020 transferring one of those from a Petri dish to me. That is a wild experience, I have to say. It really, it was, and it's, it's, it's a sacred experience, to be honest with you. And you don't feel like that when you're in a lab and you're with a doctor, but you do. And you can feel that. All of this kind of had me thinking, because it was unexpected and really unwanted, but I'm so grateful at the same time, uh, it had me think about this question that I've been asking guests the whole season. Uh, and by the way, I still can't believe that I'm delivering the baby tomorrow and recording this right now, right? But I just, I just, I have to, and I want to, because I want to share this moment with you and not the moment afterwards. I want to share the preparatory moment. And so here we are, right? And um, the question that I've been asking guests that I've really fallen in love with is, what is your relationship to the middle? Again, it's what is your relationship to the middle, right? And I've I've really been thinking about that. And I've I've thought I've taken the word relationship really literally here as I've listened to all the guests and listened to their answers to this, whether um it's Malia going, whoa, like this was the non-traditional path, or whether it's the Ortons who go, Well, it makes sense. We used to worry about this stuff, but we don't worry about them anymore. Or like, you know, uh Courtney who's saying, like, no, but like there is there's always a second chance. Like it doesn't, you know, does it, nothing's final, right? That would, that would be like what a Courtney would say to me on that. Or Brian Morgan who would say, Hey, like I'm now using my time running against my highest priorities. That's my relationship to the middle and I'm grateful for it, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I've been thinking about my own relationship and you know, what came to mind and I, I want to, I wish I could hear you back is I would, I've been thinking about my relationship to the middle as a person, a him or a her, Right. And kind of the the awkward dinner guest, and this is why the title of this podcast is Things That Make You Go, um, cool, or um, okay, or um, sure, right? And I've been thinking of this, you think about a awkward dinner guest, like, you know, somebody who walks in and you just go, oh, wow, like they are interesting, interesting wardrobe choice. Or, oh, wow, look at the, the gifts they brought. Like, this is unnecessary. This is so nice. Jeez, I feel kind of bad. I don't know if the dinner I made was good enough, right? Or the people that go, that you know, that you think, oh, man, like they're so great, but they're just kind of awkward because they laugh at all the wrong things. Or the person that feels you feel like they're a little too lowbrow for you, or you feel like they're a little too refined for you, and they have an expectation uh, that you were not planning to meet, right? Any way you shake it, you just, you know this person. Like, you know this person. Maybe you've had them to dinner, or maybe you've purposely not had them to dinner. Uh, but bottom line is, like, a middle, they, they just show up, and there they are. And we get through it, and we do it. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's um, okay. Right. And so I've just been thinking about this relationship. Right. And it brought me to I hope you can go with the awkward dinner guest thing. Uh, but that's my metaphor most recently to it. And uh, people are at the end of the day, 
uh, when they get to know the guest, whether it's him or her, I've never heard anyone say when they truly get to know them, um, most people say, you know, it took me a minute, but they're fantastic. Or it took me a minute. I wish I had known better. Uh, or it took me a while, but I, yeah, I, I, they're lovely. And I, now I wouldn't, I don't know what my life would look like without them. So there's always gratitude on the other side of the coin. Uh, when, when I think about relationships to middles. And it brought me to two conversations that I've had recently that I wanted to share and I thought would might be relatable uh, to you. First conversation was earlier this week with my husband. Now, you know the timing of this, our situation. I'm very, very pregnant and I'm in the middle of like contractions and like doing that thing, like like all the labor birth, it, it's it's wild, right? And I know that a lot of you understand this way more than I do at this point, but here we go. Um, so anyway, I, I wake up and he, he's, uh, he's just taking his time. He's taking his time, which for a person like me, I'm like, okay, well it's the morning. I'm a morning person. You gotta like move, like get on that Peloton bike. Like let's rock and roll here. Like let's get this bed made. You know, I just, <laughs> I was just thinking in the back of my head, like what, what's going on? And anyway, long story short, like this led to a meltdown that I was unaware he was having. And I've been carrying a baby in my body for nine months and he has not. And it's almost as if everything that we've been preparing for and talking about and doing just hit him. And I then shared this with, he shared this with several other husbands uh, and men. And I realized this was a perfectly normal reaction he was having. Anyway, long story short, we started talking about work and he was having a meltdown about his work. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to listen to you because it looks like you really, really want to talk about this. The other side of me is going, okay, this is really bad timing. Like, I don't have time to worry about your work and like all this stuff. Long story short, we get in the conversation. Essentially what he's saying, it took a while to process this because he was just, he's been, he's been disenchanted, I would say. Um, working from home has taken a toll. COVID is taking a toll. If you're a manager leading, uh, leading uh, a group of people who you've met for a couple of weeks and then got disbanded because of COVID and you can't actually see them in 3D anymore. That's a lot to be with, right? But I think he's done a really, really good job. Anyway, he's feeling, he's feeling some guilt. He's feeling disconnected, I would say. And my husband and me, I love being connected. I hate feeling disconnected. And so he did too. So he starts telling me about this story and or this experience and just where he's at and Essentially, like where he landed, which is a really interesting place to land. I didn't see it going this way. He's like, ah, this is it. This is it. And I went, what is it? And he said, Mala, here's the thing. My whole career up until this point, and we're talking 20 years, right? My whole career, I have measured my work and the worth of my work to time, aka how hard you hustle and how many hours you put in, Right. And keep in mind, 10 of these years have been at Apple. So if any of you have worked at Apple, I have, um, as a contractor, this makes a lot of sense. Hmm. If any of you have worked in the Valley, uh, the Silicon Valley, like this will make a lot of sense. Anyway, you know, he just went, that's, that's how I measure my worth at work is time. And what he, he said, but that doesn't work for me anymore. Like it doesn't make any sense. I said, well, what does make sense that this is an old model, right? He said, well, Obviously, what makes sense, like, I want to get measured on my the results that I produce. Who cares about the number of hours that I'm there? And especially COVID, working from home, like, no one's there to check, right? 
No one's there to like when the office shuts down, nobody's seen it. Right. So it's, he's like, but this is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe I've been trained this way for so many years. Right. And he's going, but my, so he's, I said, well, okay. So what's happening is you're putting, you're putting your performance, your performance here at this company, you're putting it into the old model and it's breaking down. Right. And he said, exactly. It's, it's breaking down because I can't, I don't want to put in the same amount of hours or I can't put in the same amount of hours or because I'm working from home, the dynamic is just different. And he's just, he's, his meltdown was about his putting his current situation into an old model. I said, well, how do you, like, how have you shifted this, that you're thinking so far? Cause you don't even, I mean, that's quite a shift to make, which is I want to be measured by my results and this this is how it should go and da da da. And he said, well, I mean, I've been, I've been researching. I've been talking to people. I, I am in a different, uh, social circle. I am in a different, uh, I, I live in Austin, Texas now, uh, not Palo Alto, California. And so he just, he's, and he just said, I don't see it that way anymore because the people I deeply value and respect, they don't use that model. And some of the most brilliant ideas were never built and they never fit in that model. So long story short, like I said, but yeah, so you, you have different circles, you have all these different, different things. And he said, well, yeah. And I said, so what I'm hearing is like, this is really about exposure. Like it's exposure to difference. And so we got in this conversation and then yes, we did wrap it up an hour later, but it was really about his exposure to otherness. And he was so uncomfortable in this conversation because in having a breakdown, because his middle made him ask the question of what, what kind of journey am I on? Like, I don't think this matters enough. And that's a time to have a breakdown. Don't you think? Like, I think that warrants a breakdown. And so he goes, I just don't think that this matters enough to me. And this, I moved to Austin and like, this should matter. This should matter enough. And it was heartbreaking for me to hear, right? Because I'm processing this and I'm also thinking about all the things I have to do that day. And I'm just going, ah, but like, I get where he's coming from because here he was going, this doesn't matter enough. And for him to perform in anything, it's got to matter enough. We share this. And I think a lot of you probably listening share this too, right? So it's like, ah, like, what is he going to do? And the middle made him ask that. And what led him to the conclusion was exposure that he's had uh, over time, over the past year. And it shifted the way he was thinking. So that's story number one, okay? But exposure was the key to it. And I couldn't, I was like, wow, right? And I asked him, well, are you like thinking of the awkward dinner guest? Like, is it okay for you to shift models? Like, does that work for you? He said, well, I have to, I've got to shift models. And I said, so shift models. And he said, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I've got to shift models. I said, okay. And I said, do you, will you give the new model room to do his or her job. Meaning this new model of, Hey, like I'm going to actually, my worth as an employee is going to be based on the results that I produce. And he said, well, yeah, absolutely. And I said, but will it feel different? Will it feel weird? Will we have this conversation in a week or two? And he's like, yep. And then he said, um, I'm going to try. And there was the, um, right. So it was just really interesting. It made me ask those questions because I think that the middle uh, needs some space. The middle needs some space to do its job and the middle needs our permission uh, for this switch to happen. Okay, that's story one. Another story, actually, uh, on the final episode of season one, besides this one, our last guest, Devin Tusher, principal, ballerina um, uh, at ABT. 
And so I'm talking to her and she said, well, Mala, here's the deal. I mean, you know, you know about my big meltdown and my big middle, you know? And I said, no, I, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about it. And she said, oh, ho, ho, ho. well, here's the deal. And so she talked about how for all the training she's had since she was nine years old, grew up in Pennsylvania. She said, for all the training I had, I wanted, like once I joined ABT, I won a grant and I wanted to go to Russia. And that was a no-no on during like for the grant. So they sent me to Europe and I got to study with all of the premier ballet artists in Europe. And of course, this is super exciting for her, right? But she also said it was a pretty daunting uh, task as well. And you can listen to the episode and you'll get all scooped on this. But one of the big, big pieces that she walked away with out of all of this training, right? And she was so pumped about it. She said, you know, she said, I realized that I spend, I, she said, I started doing the math of how much time I spend in my journey that's worth it and that matters enough. She said, I, I spend 5% of all my time on stage in a performance. And she said, that leaves me with 95% in the studio, right? 95% grinding through rehearsals. I said, so, okay, so what's your relationship to, and that's that, and she's, she said, my middle is in the studio. I said, okay. And she said, well, what's your relationship to the studio? You know, because she said, no, Mala, we have to do the same, we have to do the same routine over and over and over hundreds of times, the same technique over and over and over. Right. And I'm just thinking, oh my word. Like, I, I just thought, okay. Let's hear it. Like, how did you pull that off? How'd you have the discipline to do it? Obviously, you've been trained with the discipline, but what happened? And she said, she's like, you know, I started to realize that the journey that's really worth it to me is actually in that grind. It's in the grind. So me saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a principal at ABT uh, and I'm, pro I'm a professional dancer and have all the credentials or the extrinsic, right, work to, to show you, that is because of the studio time. And that's what, why I perform. I'm actually performing and actually a professional dancer for the studio time. And I said, well, why? I mean, that's like a huge shift to make. And she said, it was in Europe where I realized that the best of the best of the best in the world, they honor that studio time. They hold it as sacred. It is their everything. And I won't paraphrase all of Devin, Devin's experience, but I was struck by that because I thought, okay, how, what? Like, I mean, I get it, but still, you know that five, the five seconds, the 5% can make or break her career, right? A bad review from the New York times could make or break her career. Right. And we talked about the intrinsic and you'll have to listen to it. Right. But I went, wow, like that's so, that's so profound. So how did you get there? And she said, it was the exposure. It was the exposure that I had in Europe. And I, I never got it in the States. It was me. And it wasn't so much States versus Europe. It was more about, oh, hey, like I went somewhere new. I experienced otherness. It was other for me. I used to put all my eggs in that 5% and realized, wow, if that's all I've got to work with, right, that's a 95% chance of being pretty disappointed or unhappy or unfulfilled for my entire career and my journey. And so she said, I think that really the middle's where the magic happens. It's where the growth happens. And again, it came down to exposure. And I was just, I was floored by her discipline. And I said, well, what about the intrinsic, you know, uh, strengths that you've gained and, and uh, accomplishments? And she said, oh, number one is like my mental, my mental state, my mental habits. Like the middle has 
uh, strengthened all my mental muscles. It strengthened my discipline, but that's, it's worth it because that's where the magic is, right? Knowing very well that that 5% is priceless to her too. So I've just been thinking about that. I've been thinking about exposure and I've been thinking about just models. And so Devin's model used to be, okay, my worth as a professional dancer and as a performer is uh, in the 5%. That's my worth. It's those, that's the make it or break it. And she switched to a new model. And her new model is, no, the, actually my worth as a professional dancer is what I do in the studio. That's 95%, right? I just thought, wow, what a luxury, right? What a luxury to play with 95%. And what a luxury for my husband to actually play with the results I produce, not the time and not necessarily the hustle, right? And that all, both of those kind of conclusions, this conversion from old model to new model happened because of exposure. But what, where we get frustrated and where they both got frustrated for a while, this wasn't like a fast conversion, got for a while is putting the exposure with these new thoughts and new ideas and new principles and ways of being into old models. And so that just made me think about, uh, number one, the gift of middles. And it just made me think about what I'm doing with the, with the new ideas that I have and what models am I putting them in? And so that led me to two questions that I wanted to share with you. And then uh, a, a diagnostic tool, as I'm calling it, uh, that I think is priceless. And I wish I'd known about it uh, a while ago. So here are the two questions. And we're going back to the awkward dinner guest. Number one, and I asked Devin this, I asked my husband this, and I ask everybody this now, do we give the middles permission to be who they are? Do we give our middles permission to be who they are? In Devin's case, middles are equally weighted to a beginning and equally weighted to an ending, right? Because she knows in the show, you can't fast forward a middle. The story doesn't work that way. The middle matters. The second act matters. Like if it's Swan Lake, all of the acts, all four acts matter. But that second and third, you can't replace them. You can't remove them. You can't fast forward them, right? So do we give do we give our middles permission to be who they really are and so when i think about our ivf journey i think i i think i've gotten there i think i've gotten there but it's taken something it's taken a lot of shots it's taken a lot of conversations it's taken a lot of learning and research from other people that have been on, been down this path right yeah it's and taken a lot of intrinsically like soul searching so there's that piece. That's question one. And the second question I've been thinking about as I think about relationships to middles is, do we give our middles room to do their job? Do we give our middles room to do their job? So with my husband, right? It's frustrating to work from home if that is not your style and you've never done it in 20 years of your career. It's frustrating to get a really fantastic manager role and not be able to do it with people in 3D if you're a people person. That's frustrating. But it's been interesting to see. Like the middle's been doing, I'll just name it her, her job because she now he's asking things and has been exposed to ideas that he would never have been exposed to if COVID hadn't happened, right? He wouldn't have had the frustration. He wouldn't be thinking about it differently. Interesting, right? And so maybe that's the middle's job. Um, and for Devin, obviously, like we know the middle job for her. Um, it's part of the story. It's it's the author wrote it in, right? And so, yeah, and I think about, gosh, the job of IVF. Like I, 
I love the empathy. I think the job of the middle for me was A, patience, and B, empathy. Empathy for people that have been on this road, and there are way more than I can count of people that have been down this road where it's all too familiar, and I get it. And I love getting it. I love getting it. I love being able to understand, ah, like I know where you've been. And we all have our own journeys, right? But I know that every woman that walks into an IVF clinic or fertility clinic, I know that there's nothing else in the world they want more than that child. Nothing. And I've talked to my doctors and, and their staff and I go, oh my, how fulfilling is your career? Like there's nothing else that they want more. Nothing. And there's, there's a job that the middle does. And for me, I can't, I like, I can't believe that tomorrow, tomorrow is here, right? I just, I don't even know what to say about it. I can't even talk about it, but we have fought the fight, right? And I've let, I believe, let uh, my middle do her job. And I just don't see, I don't see the gift of a child the same way that I would if it just came naturally to me. It just wouldn't. And so the middle has done done her job. So those are the two questions. Number one, do we give our middles permission to be who they are, who they really are? And then do we give him or her, our middles, room to do her job? So there are my two questions, okay? And uh, the tool, the tool, the tool, middles are, um, sure, um, okay, um, what? What is this thing? And here are the four check, four boxes that I found happen and that they can hide, they can show us, ah, that's a middle. Number one, if you're in a middle, you're dealing with something that is unknown, something that's unknown, right? Like I didn't see it coming. I didn't see IVF coming. I know that my husband did not see COVID coming. I know that Devin did not see COVID coming. I know that our guests, I know that, uh, let's see, like nurse Amy, nurse Amy in New York city did not see that coming in her career, nor did New York city see that coming. Sharon, did not see being in New York for as long as she was, like the PhD, eight years, right? Didn't see that coming for her because she expedites things, right? Malia, TikTok, guarantee. I When we talked over like a year ago, not even, right? Six months ago, she did not see it coming, unknown. So number one, is, is what you're dealing with, your situation unknown? Number two, is it unexpected? Has it been unexpected? Is it unexpected? Any middle has an element of, I didn't see, I didn't see that coming. I, it, I did not expect this, right? So Malia, I think for TikTok, she's like, what, whoa, okay, this is happening. And she shares that. I think for Brian, unexpected to like write a book and then not have that go, but unexpected to make it on his own so fast, right? So I'm thinking about people's stories, right? And it's been like shocking the Ortons, right? Unexpected that they would have so many middles right up front. They didn't think that would happen. They thought it'd be more smooth sailing, no pun intended. So number one, middles are unknown. Number two, middles are unexpected. Number three, you know you're in a middle when whatever you, situation you're in is unwanted. You just didn't want it. Like IVF, I didn't want that. I didn't want that at all. I didn't want to do all the shots. I didn't want to like spend all the, the emotional investment, the financial investment, all the creative work we had to do on investment, investment, investment. Didn't want it. Knew it was in a knew I was in a middle. And nurse Amy managing all of her nurses at Lenox Hill, COVID unwanted, right? Totally a clear, clear middle for all of us. There, so there you go. Let's okay. So we got unknown, unexpected. I know I'm in a middle when things are unknown. I know I'm in a middle when things are unexpected. I know I'm in a middle when things are unwanted. And last but not least, I know I'm in a middle when things are messy. 
that's kind of what I mean by the creative work you have to do. <laughs> um, yeah, like for IVF investment. Wow. We didn't see that coming. Uh, and so we, we had to get creative and it was a mess. It was a mess on all sides. Of course, like we made it look pretty smooth, but did we, I don't know for us, it was a mess. I'm thinking about like the Ortons and their sailing journey. And that was a mess. I'm thinking about Brian writing his book and like not going where he thought it would. I'm thinking about Courtney and like leaving Houston and going back to Houston and being in New York with like, like losing money out of the cab. I'm just thinking about all of these stories and they all have an element of mess you know, you're in the middle when it's messy. And so again, how do you know you're, you're in the middle? Number one, they're unknown. Uh, number two, I, this was unexpected. Number three, I didn't want this. And number four, this is messy. So we'll put these in the show notes, the two questions and, uh, the, um, we're calling it the, um, tool for right now. Um, but unexpected, unwanted, unknown, and messy. That's a great way to figure out if you are in fact in the middle. Let's wrap up season one here. I'm going to offer you three invitations in the form of questions, and we'll get started with invitation number one. The question is, what middles have you been in in 2020, and what has your relationship been to them? What middles have you been in in 2020, and what has your relationship been to them? Invitation number two, with this awareness of your middles, what exposure have your middles given you that have ended up being a gift and perhaps an unexpected gift? So with your awareness of your middles, what exposure have they given you that has ended up being a gift? And then invitation number three, reflect on your journey in 2020 and the journey that you're going on, continuing on in 2021. And I'm curious, has this journey mattered or has the journey mattered enough? Has the journey mattered or has it mattered enough? Or are you just thinking about that? We may not have the answer right away to that, right? But think about your journey in 2020 and 2021. Has it mattered enough? Middles are the key to it mattering enough. They really are. Middles are the magic. They're the secret sauce. They're They're the things that don't make the headlines and that don't get the exposure, don't get the attention that the beginnings do and certainly that the endings do. And that's why we spent season one really on the awareness of middles. Uh, And before I started talking about middles, I never used this term. I never thought about it until I had an experience in 2018 and then on to 2019 where I realized, oh my word, like I'm in these all the time and I wanted to be done. I wanted to be at the finish line. And then another experience where I wanted to be at the beginning and start something new, but I couldn't until I got out of what this, what I'm calling middles. And I realized that we're all in them and If we don't go through them, I found that I keep using this coaching um, adage with clients and with myself, which I think about our our lives, because that's really what your journeys are about. It's your life, my life. And I just think, you know, we weren't born to be fine. And I think when I don't look at my own middles and don't spend time in them, I think my end, end product is fine. And instead of being fine, I know that all of us, you, me, everyone that we interact with, we were all born to be fabulous. We weren't born to be fine. And so something I say in coaching all the time is you weren't born to be fine. You were born to be fabulous. And middles are the ticket to getting us there. So I am grateful this year for my middles. I am ironically grateful for COVID and the unexpected gifts that's brought into my world. Yes, I'm all for the vaccine. Let's get this cranking as soon as possible. But just, uh, just, 
thinking about the middles of 2020. It's been quite a year. So I'm looking forward to joining you in season two, where we're going to focus on managing middles. And what do we do with these things? And are there techniques? Are there tips? Are there strategies to actually leverage the gifts that the middles are bringing us? And that has everything to do with how we manage them. And that's what we'll focus on in season two. Like I said, we're mixing up the format. We're pumped about it. We're pumped about the guests that we have scheduled to be to join us. With that said, think about your journeys, extrinsic ones, intrinsic ones. Where are you headed in 2021? What are you creating? Uh, And with that, I will leave you to to creating what you are creating. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for being on the journey with us in season one and look forward to seeing you in season two. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, please, please, please rate and review the show on either the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps people find this show faster and easier. Also, as a textbook extrovert, I would love to hear what you think. Tell me what's working for you, what's not, and what you'd like to hear more of. DM me on Instagram at at Mala Graywall. Again, that's at Mala Graywall, M-A-L-A-G-R-E-W-A-L on Instagram. Thanks for listening.